Welcome to our special of Ignite by Melanie Harlow with an extra special guest, Spencer. Are you going to get cookie? I'm going to eat two cookies. For your two boobies. Oh my goodness. I've got two cookies and I have my coffee with my Taylor Swift mug. So all is right with the world today. Slide to the right. Slide, Slide to, the to the left. This is up to a rousing start. Good Hello. morning. Welcome. Welcome Good morning. back. Welcome back. You regret happy, everything. Happy. Happy trails to you. I don't think you did much singing in the last episode, so poor Spencer's in for goddamn. It comes and goes. It's it, it's a wave thing. Happy special to you. We have a guest today. Who's that? I don't know. Well, That's not a lady's <laughs> voice. This Pikachu. I mean, it got brought up. I was like, wait, do I have to be on video? I'm not prepared for this at all. Technically, it, he doesn't have to be, but I told him if he wants I mean, to pop onto video. Neither one of us are like dressed to impress over here. I have a big my hair still shower, so hair, at least it's clean. To be honest, his hair is looking a little rough this morning. It is very up. It's going like, about. <laughs> Maybe it'll bring some peacocky character. Do we I need mean, more character in this? <laughs> I mean, more character is always welcome, right? I mean, sure. Anyways, it's special. Anyways. Another special. Special, special. Like we're busting out specials one right at the other. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Every time. Wouldn't a bunch of specials make it not special then? Shut your whore mouth. Listen. You want to get kicked out of the club again? (laughs) You're welcome. You can't sit with us. I didn't know we kicked him out of the club in the first place. He reads too slow. He actually read pretty fast, relatively fast. Yeah. He read yeah, it he all read yesterday. It all yesterday. He won. He read faster this time than the last time. But listen, yeah. here's the thing. We also read like three books in one day, and we can't really yeah. like pin that on other people. No. Because we're psychopaths. I know. It's hard enough that we do what is it, like six books a month for the club? Yeah. It's a lot. I have I have other hobbies too, you know. You, you can't have, have other hobbies with us. <laughs> This is our life. This is life goals, man. I mean, this has become my life now. It's been a lot of time. Your hair's pink again. It is, yeah. It'll take like 10 to 12 washes to completely come out. It's awesome. That's cool. Here we are talking about hair. Spencer's just sitting here like. What color is your hair, Spencer? Is it pink too? No, it's it's just a boring dark brown. It's with a lot of gray. (laughs) It's, yeah, salt and pepper. Salt and pepper here. We can do it. Watch. <laughs> we, can, we can do a little salt and pepper episode. What story did we read? We read Ignite by Melanie Harlow this week. This special. And we shanghaied poor Spencer to read it with us. And I'm glad we did because this one is a lot of male perspective that I think we thought this was a good idea this book hit a little okay. too close to home <laughs> i had lots of notes where i was like need to ask spencer about this 
need to ask Spencer about this. So this will probably be an Ask Spencer episode. (laughs) This is going to be... I'm not being prepared for that. Ignite. All about Spencer. (laughs) You want to know about his life? Read the book. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Ignite is about Dex, not Spencer. But he has two little girls. Luna, who's five, and I was calling her Hallie. I wish too. Okay. I was saying Hallie, Haley. who's eight. And Sponge, I was saying Haley. So the only reason I was calling her Hallie, I went back and forth the first couple, but then when they were using her nickname, that's when it cemented for me. Hells. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. That's fine. Yeah. So you can call her whatever you want. I wasn't want. sure. So yeah, he's a single dad and he is a retired SEAL, Navy SEAL. And, but he's a current firefighter, which was fun. A little sad we didn't get more firefighter stuff of the firefighter stuff but this book opens basically to him and his girls getting to move into their new place and i love his daughters and i want them as my own i love them too but his inner monologue with as a dad is kind of a hot mess express and it really made me like question everything of how accurate that was i mean i couldn't Definitely fit with some of his inner monologue with it being kind it was of a relatable. Hot mess and, yeah, it was it was definitely relatable. Okay. Like being a dad and stuff like that. I think that there are a lot of questions. So like seeing him have like that same inner monologue, it was kind of interesting. It too. was just so grouchy on the inside about being a dad while he like tried. I, I appreciate how much he tried on the outside, but it was so grouchy on the inside about being a dad. And he was like just so meh. all they do is complain and like and and make fun of me and like hilarious don't get me wrong but i was like do men actually think that so yeah this will be an interesting episode because this book has given us the most inner dialogue of man we have ever had we don't I, get a lot it has given us the most not necessarily inner dialogue this, of man but it's given us the most inner father dialogue of man that we've had well yeah i guess so I've also because we've other... had a lot of ma- male inner dialogues, but it's usually focused on how he feels about a girl or how he feels about you know what I mean. It's not just general life skills or general how he feels about himself well, or his to family. Be fair, the majority of the books we do read is mostly the female perspective, is what I'm saying. Yeah, this has more male perspective in it. Some I feel like this one is mo yeah is That's more more male. Yeah, That's what this I one, meant, lady. Yeah, is definitely I feel like lopsided in the other direction. Spencer's just never gonna talk. He's like, I. I mean, I talk. Like, I know. it's gonna pop up more. I know. I know. I we were. Just, I was just giving shit because we just took it over. So, yeah. So sorry, we got a little excited. Or I got a little excited. So you would say know, that his we're talking about is his his cranky little kind of like self was fairly accurate. She did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. I'd say yes, because like I know I can be a grouchy person, but I don't let it show on the outside all the time. But like my internal like realizing, I'm like, oh, geez, like this again. Like I thought we just that? discussed this. What was that again? Say it <laughs> I again? said, oh, geez. There it is. <laughs> but that's like, like it just does lying there with your eyes closed, trying to ignore the children as they just make fun of you hear hear the door kick open with such vigor that all of a sudden it's like next thing you know there's a child in the bed and it's like what do you want get up get up get up and i'm like well, what i was like what time is it don't worry about it get up and i look at it, it's like 6 45 and i'm like well, what are you doing awesome 
I, I was curious. I'm glad that she did because it felt super duper hot mess express. And I was wondering if it was too exaggerated on that end because it kind of felt like that in the beginning a little bit, but I wasn't sure, you know, because that's not my inner dialogue, but I'm not a man. <laughs> I so, wasn't a man either, so. Yeah. So we, we opened this book to Dex and his girls, and they're moving into their new place because he had went to a, through a divorce a couple of years ago, and he had been staying in this tiny little apartment because when they, he had separated from his ex, Naomi, he had just gotten the first thing he could, and it's this tiny little apartment, and he finally was able to secure a little townhouse that had a much more room nearby. And it's move-in day, and his new neighbor, and he didn't know it, but his new neighbor is pulling a Gladys on him. I can laugh so hard because I don't know about you guys, but in my house, we had a full-on bewitched like family moment where my kiddos got really into bewitched for a while, so... Anytime anyone would go look out the window at some kind of commotion going on, I had Joe being like, I'm being Gladys again. So when she's over here peeking out the window, sizing up the new hot firefighter moving in and referencing herself as Gladys, I I died. I seriously. It, it was really funny. It was a good connection for me because I was like, true, true facts over here. I thought true it was facts. really funny. I haven't seen Bewitched in a billion years. So it was yeah, funny. But it's, even... it's been quite a few years now, but I, I my family went through a big. Brought it up a lot throughout like the, the, the book. Like it, it became like a, a pretty big trend in it. A and running I think theme, it went, yeah. Yeah, it was a good full circle too. Yeah, because it was, it's her comfort show. So her is Winnie. Winnie's the neighbor. It's her comfort show. So it's something that she relies on at night. Like her best friend watches friends like normal people. And so she makes fun of Winnie all the time because she watches Bewitched for comfort, not just reruns of Friends. Like at, in my house, we watch reruns of Gilmore Girls for comfort. And then I make fun of you for it because I watch. And then we get things. frustrated with Crystal because she doesn't know any of our references. I know zero. <laughs> but. So hot new dad moving in next door. Winnie is this young 22-year-old girl, fancy free, falls in love with flies. She just, a man walks by and she goes, my new man. She is like, she she loves love, basically. She fancies herself and creates these elaborate things in her mind about what she wants. So she's sitting there watching him move in and like creating this little story in her mind about which was great as she meets them and they're all great and it's all cool but she has made a deal with her best friend that she's going to swear off falling in love for the next six months and she is doing great she's very proud of herself she's gung-ho about it she is turned over a new leaf she is the new winnie and she's rocking it and then her (laughs) shower steams up a little extra yeah, and sets off this her part was alarm. so fucking funny because her fire alarm goes off and of course he's like a firefighter the so firefighter. he like rushes in there and she is naked trying to move the steam from her thing and the kids are there too and they're just like i see her mom and it- mortifying your neighbor and his children bust into your unit 
Well, he thinks there's a fire, but he gets a full frontal instead. And a full rear. And she crawls out of there. My favorite part was her crawling to her bathroom. (laughs) An embarrassment. Baby, you can chime in at any point. No, it's basically it, taken over. It's fine. Just tell us to shut the fuck up. Well, no, it it was really funny because I think they even overly described like how quickly she scurried into the bathroom. Like just the fact that she hit the ground because for one, she was using a suitcase to stand on. So one, that's not very sturdy at all. So then, like, <laughs> using a hand towel to cover herself. Oh, yeah, and then she falls. went down hard. <laughs> well, she wasn't expecting anyone to be in her house. Then why to be you... honest, why would you even bring a hand towel to cover yourself? Like, at that point, like, why did you even bring a towel? I think she was, like, thinking of the windows, maybe. Imagine that sight, though. How fucking funny that would be. Well, and I was like, that kids, escalated like, quickly. And then you have <laughs> the kids, like, staring at her ass. A very fast development. So... I do want to say also, so what the kids were all there pointing out of all of their father's flaws throughout this entire book. They point out continuously how much he swears. And Winnie becomes a good conversationalist with them and meets them. And you know what I mean? Not becomes friends with them. Not naked. Not naked. (laughs) Prior to being naked. (laughs) Yes. Before they saw her bum. Though now as children, they're going to tell everyone they know. That so they saw funny. her bum. So she was like, well, my dad did too. He swore a lot, but we we made a swear jar. And I just, I had to laugh when they created their own swear box for their dad. And it was like, <laughs> swear box for future cat. Because they're trying to get their dad to get a my cat. My favorite part is that she even included their spelling in the book. Of yes. how they spelt it. And it's so funny. I think Spencer and I were talking about that last night. Because yeah, I think the, you brought up the swear box. Yeah, because it was a swear box. And it was it was just so funny. He like turns around and he's like, shit, of course they would do this. And then it very clearly displayed it. And it's like everything was spelled pretty good except future, which was the like F-U-C-H-U-R. And I'm like, that yep. is pretty on point because that's pretty exactly, point, exactly how it sounds. Ugh, it was so yep. funny. Because it's phonetical writing. Yep. It was great. So Winnie's there dying of mortic- mortification over here. She's wallowing in her self-pity. Everyone else is going to pretend like nothing ever happened. Oh, obviously, the girls. They literally and- are going to pretend they met up the next day. They're like, we're just going to pretend that never happened. Yep. Yep, we are. Yep. <laughs> so Dex was invited to his friend's engagement party that following night and it's his time with the girls so he's not going to give up that time but he really wants to see his friends since he's only in in town for one night so he takes the girls with him to the party and come to find out small town this freaking place everyone's darn related to everybody in this joint winnie is the guy's cousin so she walks into the party too so of course the girls have to announce that That they they saw her bum so funny (laughs) so more mortification all around. It's just, it's just, just kept getting thrown together in all these fun situations. Listen, that party was so funny. And I just love that the kids just kept bringing up that they saw, like, and it was out of context too. And everyone's like, what? And so that you have to explain the you story have to explain as it. to what happened. So I will say that Naomi, his ex-wife, really gives off don't trust her ex-vibes with her kids. 
Oh, and yeah. like it bothered me a lot because calling for every little tiny thing. And not only that, but it had been two years since they separated. So it's obvious that he's had them on her own, His own. for two years. But yet the book started as if they had just started this arrangement mm-hmm. the way that she was acting and the way he was responding to it. Like, dude, you need to stop. This is my time. Like, they should have had that conversation two years ago. I mean, they probably had that conversation several times, honestly. I think the only part that bothered me one of the most was when Luna had an allergic reaction at the party. And, like, she called and she goes, you didn't tell me that there was an allergic reaction? No, she didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. So I think... I think we're good and that like every like so I I can kind of get that because honestly he should have shot her a text or something but it's obviously been a point of contention with them for a long time that he probably just is omitting stuff with her on purpose because she just won't get out of his ass so I can see it from both also like the roundabout way that Naomi found out is that it was basically telephone game so, of course, you're like, oh, yeah, this little girl had an allergic reaction. And that's what you hear. You don't hear, oh, right. it was just a little thing and all it was was antihistamine. Cleared it up within 30 minutes. But that's the problem. You hear allergic reaction. And then I could see that like a mother and had to leave the party there. immediately. Right. She didn't yeah. know. But in reality, Dex also did it like he panicked because if something's going wrong, he wants to make sure like, yeah. In in right. the grand scheme of things, it wasn't serious, but he rushed out because what if it was something serious? So then all people hear is, oh, he rushed out, allergic reaction. And it's like, well, what happened? Like, obviously, he wasn't texting everybody at the party to be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. This, that, and the other thing. Right. Well, honestly, I mean, shame Dex on did a lot of stupid shit. So shame yeah. on the gossip train for getting well, it around to me. I think it wasn't, it wasn't on purpose. Yeah. It wasn't to be malicious. Because I think she was just, because I remember she was saying, because she asked, she like, oh, how is Luna doing? Because she, as a mother, just assumed that the mother would know yeah. because yeah, she yeah. should. Her whole thing like rubbed me the wrong way. And I think it's just because Dude. Like, every single person parents very differently. So like, yeah. It's a very different situation. Just a lot of things that Naomi did really, really rubbed me the wrong way. It was the helicopter parenting without physically having your child with you and like not trusting the dad to do his job. I also thought it was kind of sad or frustrating that he only got them for that every other time his time was off. And like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he only gets the he only gets the kids two days a week. I think it was like every other week because of his time off. Yeah. So it was he works one day, has three days off. And then like so he has he's one on three off. And every other three days off, he has the girls for those three days. Two of the nights, but three days. Oh, okay. Because I saw the word two a lot. So I thought it was only over two days. Yeah, because it's two nights. Yeah, I think that wasn't as laid out as it should have been for like timing wise and because like I got seemed- super extra about it because I was like, mm, I don't like how weirdly it's so I actually started like tallying the days uh, and stuff and trying to did. make sure to make sure there was no mistakes. And it was it was done correctly. But yeah, my neurotic needed to make sure the timeline fit. I knew if anyone was going to get a timeline, it could be. My issue was I wasn't aware we were skipping forward so much. Oh, it was skipping yeah. time a lot. And I wasn't ready yeah. for that. Also, a funny thing that I had 
talk to Spencer when I was reading it was the fact that the prices go up on Sundays because of Jesus. Well, so after the party and they came home. Ariel's got to keep me on track. Well, because I I, want to get to the Jesus too. It's funny. But after the party, they came home and I, all right, listen, I don't mind their ages. She's old enough to consent. She's old enough to know like what she wants. Like he's not 60. Okay. They do have a big age gap, but I'm so fucking sick of hearing him talk about how young she is. Yep. (sighs) It is an issue is that it gets brought up not only there. Actually, it gets brought up when they first met, when they second met, when they. It's constant. Every interaction. Yeah. Every interaction they have, the age gets brought up. He originally doesn't want anything to do with her because of how young she is. And then they're hanging out after the party and he just saw her freaking buck ass naked. And this all just escalated super quickly. And then he kisses her, but then basically like, so sorry, and takes off. I mean, to be fair, he was acting on his hormones. Yeah. Men control your hormones. His problem is how young she is. I know. Well, hormones don't like, care about her age. Technology. I know. But like. I was just so sick of it. I was so sick of it getting brought it up. I was so sick of it. Brought up like so if it's much. that much of a problem, have it be enough of a problem to leave her alone. Yeah, was, I lot. feel like it It got brought up too much. And then I thought they were going to go down a different route because it's like at first he was like, oh, shit, what do I do? Like I just sporadically jumped on that. I didn't think it through. I was like, oh, okay. So what he's thinking is maybe he shouldn't have just, you know, straight up and kissed her but then he brings up the age again i was like oh that's that's the reason i thought it was the fact that you're just randomly kissing somebody you've known for you know less than 48 hours and it's like maybe said a paragraph to her that's the part that it's like oh shit i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that like no not the age thing and i was like oh okay never mind yeah and- no it got brought up so much that it was no longer a point of it's not the real uh, reason why he doesn't want to be a possible with her. reason or yeah, that doesn't get um, brought up until, for him. It doesn't it get got brought, brought up to the up, end. Of, well, well, got, that, who has a talking stick? Maybe we need one of those. It got brought up so much that it's not really a point anymore, and we don't find out till towards the end of the book the actual reasoning as to why it is he was just using the age as a crutch. Yeah, my point was that it it wasn't even it got brought up so much that like as a reader it wasn't even a possible point anymore and it wasn't even a possible reasoning for him. It was just gross. I rolled my eyes about 60 billion times. I'm like, okay, if she's that young, this is becoming gross. If you're making her out to be, you're having her frolic away and having her be so seemingly young and no, nope. Yeah, I, I think that it was like trying to describe her innocence and stuff, but it was done in poor taste in in my opinion. Like, I I understand that there's an age gap and I think age gaps get brought up about all the stable relationships in the entire book. Like, I noticed that trend as well. But it's that age gap of those two he brings up is like, oh, you know, I I don't know if it was trying to be the whole like, oh, you know, tearing her innocence away or taking her future or like something like that. Because I know that got brought up a few times. Yeah, it, it just became gross. 
Yeah, it, it could have just been like, hey, this is an excuse to stay away, but I can't. But it could have been delivered in a less gross manner, like you're saying. Right. And then not have her so described like that, especially like in his mind. An age gap romance doesn't need to be gross. An age gap romance works when the younger person is mature for their age. That's how it works. Not when, when they're I described well, yeah, because so I think she was mature for her age. I just think oh, the way absolutely. that he just but, continuously described her was... Yes. Yeah. So, so that was part of my problem. That's why I was curious because this book is part of a series. It is part of the Cloverleaf Farms Next Generation series. And all of the older generation in this book that were brought up is part of the Cloverleaf Farms series. And it seemed like every adult that was brought up in every relationship style that was brought up was the same exact situation where it was like an older single dad with a much younger girl and the way that it was. And I was like, does this author just use the same template for every damn book? Like I get when people have a trope that they like and they stick to it, but it was like, really? Are we really going with the same thing for every damn book for every in every one for the series and then we're going more for the next generation it made me kind of glad i didn't binge read them beforehand i don't even know because i feel like i have read other books in this series and i don't think that i had as much of a visceral reaction because i don't i don't know i just the amount of times that they brought up her age was my least favorite thing so after they kissed and then they were gonna pretend like they didn't kiss the girls were after church because it's on sundays that's i love that too they, he swore and I guess it's a dollar fifty. It was a dollar yesterday. I thought you said it was a dollar. Prices go, go up on, on Sundays Sunday because, because of Jesus. Of Jesus. <laughs> Great light. So yeah, I liked that. Like, so that's so, in the living room when I was reading that and I was just laughing. <laughs> I did. I liked that. That was funny. Because the girls were really creative. I, I really liked them as characters. Spoiler in spite of the other. Yeah, I was <laughs> saying in spite of all the other fun things it was good to like kind of pull it away and then also humanize the whole thing because you realize that these girls are still there and they are kind of aiding in the whole thing without you really realizing it too like constantly bringing up winnie like it they're at least that kind of like bridging the gap like in a way because he has no reason to go over there but now the girls are running over there knocking on her window and stuff like that and he's like oh where are they oh of course they're over at winnie's and then it just became a thing it's like yeah go go wake her up i don't know if she's gonna want to or not and it was always that they became the forced proximity without the proximity they became that and i like that they didn't just have the children as like prop and background characters because a lot Mm -hmm. of times it'll be like Here's a story about a single dad, but the kids don't play a huge integral part. And then when they have to play a huge part of like the story, you're like, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because like the kids weren't really used throughout the entire book. And this was nice because they actually utilized the children throughout the whole book. Mm. Being it was it was really nice to see because like we had the conversation before about writers. I was gonna say we I feel like we were just talking well. about this a couple weeks ago. We were where. They were, right. the children it's not were all writers, but I feel like a majority, too many writers we've come across that either excel at writing children or it's the exact opposite. There's like no middle ground where children five or under, they just automatically write them as like babies 
mm-hmm. even though they're like five years old, they're like written in as like babies. Or if they're above five, they're like adults. And, and it's was, like, yeah, there's and no this middle was nice because they acted their age. Exactly. Which was really and it was, nice it was, it was, a, it was nice to Spencer would know and have the full fledged characters. Ages. Yes. <laughs> so the girls came over after church because they wanted Winnie to join them in the pool. And Dex is such a freaking jerk. I'm just saying. Like, he was all like in his head about the kiss and he had to make sure that she knew that was nothing and make sure that she knew what a mistake that and she was. And so she obviously was like, peace out, Girl Scout. It's kind of a dick a lot in this book yeah he he didn't really think through what he had to say but at the same time i think that he was so stuck in his viewpoint on the situation that he was too blunt without being descriptive like and being Mm -hmm. like oh you know that was basically kind of saying like oh that was terrible without saying it was terrible but in reality it wasn't what he should have said is like hey i enjoyed that and that was very spontaneous i didn't mean to do it but it was it was nice. And then be like, I didn't want to like put you off with the suddenness. I think that's like the description. I know he does say that later and then mm-hmm. says it won't happen again. And then He's some weird again. stuff happens. <laughs> he doesn't know how to express himself like verbally. Yeah. Winnie works at a, it's like a hotel, right? Sorry. Cloverleaf Farms is like a hotel, right? Like a wine I feel like hotel. it's, I think it's a vineyard, like, it sounded to me. Restaurant, like, hotel, it's like an all-in-one vineyard It sounded place. like that. It also sounded resort similar to like an Airbnb, not an Airbnb, like bread and. Yeah, it seemed like a, a resort a destination vineyard place. Yeah. They do weddings there, but her parents like run the place or something like that. So it's like she works there, but she doesn't have a real role, but she could do so much more. So she gets an email with a job offer, like a dream job offer, but it's far, far, far away. Oh, well, you know, far away for her. It's not with her family. It's in Jersey. Rhode Island. You, you skipped over a part that happens before the job offer where they bang. I thought the job offer happens before the I don't love you stuff. No, they bang beforehand. And then she said. I thought it happened. I thought that she got the job offer right before. No. It was after. No, no, they bang first and then they get the job oh. offer and then she starts wrestling with the fact that, oh, shit. So they have some sexual tension going on. And even though he was a giant fucking asswipe, they meet on the porch and she gets a little encouragement from her friend to be like, well, he clearly isn't wanting anything commitment. You don't want anything commitment. Maybe you should just let just him, him know that you're open to that. So she climbs on his lap and lets him know that she's open to that. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And I will let you know, Spencer, that there were not three orgasms in this scene. So we can just be happy with that. Yeah, it was just one, two? She had two. Two? Okay. She had two. All I know is that it wasn't three. So it is fair game. Continue, baby. Because Spencer had said or that not. if it was going to be three orgasms, we were going to throw this book out the window. Yeah, so it, was, it wasn't that, but at least it wasn't the rule of three again. But that's a different story. That was like in all, all the theming. This was different. And yeah, like one was very clearly described. And the second one, I think, was either I skimmed over it or it was basically just part of everything. But yes, definitely not three. Two is... I think the the golden rule in this one. Yes. 
Uh, two, two and is roughly the nothing rule. was described as steel. So, nope. No or steel. Or steel. Or velvet. Nope. Nope. It's <laughs> great. Nope. No members. So they it's agree that they can keep things Sorry. cash because they're not going to fall in love. And they part ways for the night professing they're not loving each other. Every time and they say, I don't love you. I did like that. The, I, I don't love it. you. I really liked that. Baby, can yeah. I do that from now on every time I leave a room? I don't I, love you. I don't love you. <laughs> okay, I we're think also we're too missing late. a very, oh, very sorry. key thing in this scene is that post-sex is that he, he finds out that he tore her dress and decides to sew it, oh, which so is nice. like both of them want to keep it casual. But I think that was the moment that kind of shown like he's like, no, no, I got it. Like, don't worry. Like he, this big, tough, you know, gruff person. And it's funny because like everybody in the military knows how to sew because it was like part of one of those things. And then that's like one of those lesser known facts. And then he's like, oh no, I got it. And she's like, oh my God, this is like the sexiest thing a guy has ever done for me. Like out, out of anything that has ever happened. The no low one bar. Is... <laughs> yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but still. You ripped my dress yeah. and now you're fixing it for me. You can rip it anytime. But yeah, I think that was like the super foreshadowed. Besides that we knew it was a rom-com and could kind of like figure it out. I think that was like the initial like inkling. Hey, this is happening a lot sooner than you think it is. And it's just going to be building blocks to that point where something's going to have to be said out loud. Yeah. I will say I did just beating a dead horse here, but... God, she's oh, good look. at that. I am. Oh, look, another first scene in the male point of view. We have a problem a lot of times where the first banging is always in the male point of view. There have been a few books we've but read where why? it was in a female I... point of view. I don't I don't know. I mean, OK, so I'm going to I'm going to give it's not all books. It's just too many of the ones we read. No, but I am going to step in and say in the context of this book. With the fact that a lot of this book, most is of in... this book is in his Correct. point of view. Uh, so yeah. this book, it makes sense. I but know. In the context of a lot, is we read a lot. Yeah. yeah, we read so many books where the first time is always. Just let me movie. complain. You've complained I... this whole time. I'm trying to defend the book. Okay. <laughs> no, you make a good point. I was just in the context. In of the us, context, yes. yeah. In the context of us, it's annoying because we like to have our perspective and we want to see the first time being the lady perspective but like, in the context given of the this second one the male fine but get the first one you know yes in the context of this book it makes no your audience sense that it's in well yeah in this book it makes sense that it's in his i think it was also good because like it went from like winnie to dex and it was good because it like built up in winnie's scene to be like oh you know if if he's out on the patio I'm going to make my move. And then it opens up with Dex on the patio. Like, why the hell am I out here? Like, I don't even know why. And I thought that was a good lead in. And then you're like, well, I know what's coming. Yeah. I do like, I know it's just silly that I liked this, but before they, before that banged, he did that weird thing with the bottle with her mouth. Oh my God. And it was, was so super awkward. duper strange and awkward, <laughs> yeah. but somehow it was hot. And I have no idea why. It was I have no weird. idea why. It was so I, weird. I had, to re- I had to read that again because it was funny. He's like, hey, I'm sorry I kissed you. It won't happen again, but let me press my beer bottle on your bottom and lip and in your mouth. bottle in your mouth and rub it around your mouth. And then he walks away. He just does it and it's like, 
toodles and then walks away. It was the most uncomfortable, awkward scene. So funny. How weird. But I do like it was like, but I, I want to say it was immediately after my he brain. said it won't happen again. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, it was a kiss. Like, yeah, I liked it and everything, but it won't happen again. And then it's like immediately bottled to lip. Honestly, like, I, yeah, it was weird. It broke my brain. I love it because far too often in a lot of books, the male main character is portrayed as this non-awkward alpha super dude and this he book made him the most awkward person and it was very i don't know because i'm not a dude and i don't have a penis but i felt like it would have been more relatable as a yeah. person because like they could have really compounded on the ex-navy seal this 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 firefighter and like made him mm-hmm. not awkward yeah. but instead like they have this, the super macho yeah and I, I will say that I wouldn't say this book was like super amazing or fantastic or even like a great, awesome read. But because of all of those things, I am glad that we picked this one. And I wish that we had had this one originally for Spencer's first read for with us because I felt like it was, I felt, I felt, I felt, <laughs> it felt like it was a good like toe dipper in the water to like, books with us because it really did highlight that male point of view and it didn't like a more realistic versus like a lot of our alpha testosterone I know, you know how did you feel about drug her and make her have my baby <laughs> did he did it make him feel more relatable as a male because obviously i don't know yeah i think it made it more relatable because it is true. Like, not all men are super testosterone alpha, like, know what they want, know what they're doing, know what they're going to say. So I like that he's like, oh, well, what the shit? Like, why am I like this? Like, I told myself I wasn't going to have feelings. And then he's having feelings. And he's like, no, go away, feelings. You're not supposed to be here. And I, I, I think it was good because then it's like, he is awkward. And it's like, that's the thing. It's like, he's a ex-navy seal he's a firefighter he's a dad and like all those things it's like oh well you see that kind of person they're like they have their shit together when in reality it's not always true nobody has their shit showing that this guy is you know accomplished and everything has like really good feats but it's like he still doesn't know how to talk to a woman yeah and that his 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 daily accomplishments are his his number scale from his kids daily that was cute. I like that, by yeah. the way. That was really nice. So they do the banging thing. And then the next time he gets the girls for the weekend, they hang out with the girls. So this part I was frustrated with because they make a big deal about the older daughter, Hallie. She has this thing with her feet where she doesn't like bare feet. And she always needs to have socks on, which cool, whatever. I get it. I mean, I personally don't get it, but I get it on a neurotic standpoint. I'm the opposite. I need my feet to be bare. Winnie is like, maybe I can get her to do a salon day and we can paint our toes and help coax that out of that a little bit. And it's a, it's a great plan. We, we, they talk about it immensely. They talk about all this stuff. And then we don't get the scene. That part is such, like, they a big it, deal. What? I thought they described they, they it. They described it. They described, they described it, it in past tense later when they were talking about the, the weekend. But, like, they skipped it. They were like, okay, it's the next day. We're going to go horseback riding. I was like, so I, excuse me. 
I guess I look at it as rather than the results, I think it was like building the fact that she was caring about the kids in the sense that it's not just like Dex. That's like I get this. it. So I I can understand the buildup and focusing on that scene more than just the, the you know, results. Like, I know it got and, brought and, up briefly. And I do get it, but I feel like we got more of the horseback riding scene when that scene would have been more pivotal to the importance of who Hallie was as a character and given her more depth. I could definitely like see we that. Could have, like, we could have faded out to the bla- the horseback riding scene versus that one. I think the horseback seating was a little bit fade to black, though. Like, it at least got brought up in, like, the horseback scene. But I think it was more, it leaned towards Dex and Winnie and the viewpoint yes. that other people had on. But oh, they, they were actually true. at least there. And it was pages of horseback riding scene versus there was just a quick mention of the recap of the salon day, which they didn't actually, like, describe in present. They, it was like, oh, oh that was what happened there to have been a whole description about the salon day and then maybe cut the horseback riding scene a little bit. Exactly. I just feel like that would have been more true to the personalities and given us more depth of character for the girls. I, I my personal that. two cents. But they go to a barbecue after that. They go to a barbecue at Dex's sister's house. <laughs> Dex can't handle his little man feelings again. Dude, I got so pissed. He did dumb things. He did so many dumb things. So he learns about his dad and that his dad has cancer and his sister still talks to his dad. And I believe she was about to go visit him for like the first time. And she was kind of, like, pushing it and, like, trying to, like, get him. And, of course, he is very into his self and stubborn and doesn't, like, he's just held on to a lot of stuff that had that happened in the past. Which I, I understand. I get it. I He just hasn't evolved as a person. And instead of being an adult. Because his dad's a trash human. Well, yeah, his dad is a trash human. Instead of being an adult, he completely lashes out on Winnie like an asshole and really says some awful things to her and i wanted to punch him in the face which is ironic because winnie handles it like a champ at the young 22 year old who's so immature when he's the one acting like a freaking immature little man we all we all know that women mature faster than men i love you baby. but how she is portrayed just saying ironic babe how did you feel about this scene So I was conflicted, like him lashing out, I don't think was the right, but I think what we was trying to say is how serious he takes it and that he felt like attacked in a sense, Mm -hmm. because like having his dad who wasn't there, like it gets brought up is that he got the brunt of the bad from his dad and his sister did not. But I think that's also because like he was shielding her from some of the bad. Well, his dad just and wasn't also, even there either, so his sister yeah, didn't really. So, yeah, and it's that. And, like, he had to deal with him constantly coming back only when he needed something. So then now that he's on his deathbed, he's asking for them to come visit and bring the grandchildren because, you know, he doesn't have much time left. So I could understand him being like, oh, the audacity of this asshole to finally show up now and then demand things of us. So, like, he let anger kind of take over there and he shouldn't have lashed out at like anybody there. 
But at the same time, it's that constant push to not be his father that makes him angry. And then it's like that thin line between being in control of who he is and not. So I think that's where it happened. I just didn't like how he did lash out at like everybody that was near him. Because like, I understand a little bit of lash, like to kind of be like short or grumpy or stubborn. But to say things he doesn't mean to no avail, like very loud, angry things. And it's like, okay, maybe that's too far. Like it could have been like just him being short and snapping and saying no and just being like, hey, this conversation's over. Because that's what I thought his personality was going to be like when it got built up, is that he'd just shut a conversation down when he wasn't feeling it rather than get angry and lash out. The temper was red flags for days. Yeah. Yeah. And it it didn't build that he was going to have a temper. That's why that kind of took me back. I was like, wait a minute. Like, that's your sister. That's people that you've been around like a lot. And like, I can understand the anger, but like lashing out, I thought he would just shut down the conversation. I thought it was going to be a nice little story about this (laughs) guy with the kid being this macho fucking firefighter who this girl who had a fire in her house or something and he saved the day. And that's, I thought, that's the extent of what I thought about this book. This is Didn't not No, there book. was going to be daddy problems. Lots of trauma. Yeah, there was a lot of trauma. Like everybody. It was like, not only did Dex have trauma, but Winnie had trauma. And it was described very clearly, like, this is X, Y, Z. Actually, I do would say A through Z. Like, why both of their personalities were the way that they were. Like, explaining yeah. the, in love with love and explaining the the cold, distant lashing out. And it's like, oh, okay. And I know it took, you know, 27 chapters to like really get under that. But it's, I think it was like one of those building things. Well, speaking of, I know this is kind of early because she they didn't really get to it till later, but this is what we're talking about now. But speaking of Winnie's kind of family trauma, I guess we should call it just a little pet peeve of mine with the writing. I did not like how they kept referring to her birth mom as her real mom instead of her birth mom. Yeah, I just I don't like that differentiation. It just bothers me. I don't know why, but that swap in term bothers me. Like my real mom, you know, that I knew for two weeks and I have never seen again. No, your birth mom. Okay, fine. Your birth mom. Like, great. Yeah, birth or biological, like something like right. that. I, I, just, I, I don't know why it bothers me so much when it's referred to as my real. And they kept doing it. Yeah, that bothered me a lot, too. I didn't like how they referred to it is that because she didn't raise her is that really right. her mom right i think that's the difference for me that's why i get kind of frustrated like no real doesn't necessarily mean biological yeah so dex does yeah, a lot they didn't do the same shit. thing with dex either because yeah. like they didn't say like his real dad mm-hmm. like they didn't bring that up they they very clearly said that he never even called him dad so i yeah. think that was a good thing that they could have probably said the same for like Winnie but instead they kind of flipped the viewpoint right and she kept saying my real mom my real mom anywho Dex goes and apologizes to Winnie and she's oh it's okay well she has a little bit of a backbone but basically it's okay and then they start banging like rabbits for a month and have the I don't love yous for a month though I do like that we have that one little tidbit scene where she's talking her own inner self down after he leaves and trying to tell herself that she does not have feelings and then is like singing 
in her bedroom. Like, I don't even remember what the song was, but it he was some goes, stupid song. What is that? <laughs> he like is knocking on the, the, the wall he texts and like her. texting her. What, what is that noise? Are you okay? She comes saying, well, please don't. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So they basically fast forward a month. They're banging and have a good time for a month. And then they go back to the house of doom. They go back to Dex's sister Bree's house again. I just, I feel like maybe they just shouldn't go over to their house anymore. <laughs> like together. Like, yeah. I think that's the, that was the issue. It's like the first time, like kind of big blow up happened when all of them were there. And then happenstance had Winnie walk in right as he says something bad specifically uh, in defense. Like he's trying to peddle his feelings and stuff and says something bad. And then in this yeah. one, the same thing happens is that. Bree is trying to get to the real cause of things and talking with Dex. But then Dex, all he hears is, you know, comparison to his dad or like things like that. Like, oh, just just go talk to him. You know, the reason that you shut your feelings down is because you saw mom. And then she like starts, you know, trying to dig under him. For one, it's probably not the time or place with all those people like there. Like maybe Bree shouldn't be trying to dig years and years of emotional trauma up out of them right as Winnie is turning the corner. So it's like that kind of thing. While they have company, it's, that's probably not, yeah. Yeah, but it's also one of those things that he gets invited. They're like, hey, bring Winnie too. And he's like, ah, I probably shouldn't. And then he's like, oh, but I want to see her more. So then he brings her. And then what happened? Yeah, it's a big yeah. group. Let's dig up emotional trauma. Let's, yeah, let's play decks out and skin him alive so the last time they were at Bree's house and they had the blow up that caused Winnie to not cause but helped guide in that direction of being content and accepting her dream job mm -hmm. she really kind of solidified that this is what it is and so she it gave her like a little over a, a month timeline of having to move to go to to Jazzy and go Go work there. And we also get the the start of Hallie, her story. The ogre and the princess. Yes. yes. Do you want to tell oh us about the ogre and the princess? Oh, my God. It's so cute. That, that I, was good. It was it, it was so funny because then it's it's Princess Minnie with her cat. What was the cat? Tigger? Yep. Tigger. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then with the ogre named Rex. And I'm like, wait a minute. And even it's like, as Dex is hearing this story, it's so funny too. And he's like, oh, oh, really? It's Princess Minnie that lives next door to Ogre Rex. Does like, Ogre oh, need is, to be a it, prince? No. Yeah, is this Ogre no. secretly a prince? No, he's just an ogre. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I will say I do think that this story showcases how much Hallie knows what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Like, Kids do, though. That's they the do, thing. But it was cute to see because she's like, the story's not over yet. I don't know how it ends. And it's cool because as things progress and continue doing stuff, she continues adding the actual things. So, like, I liked that because, it, again, it goes back to the showing that they're not just mm -hmm. used there as background characters. But I thought that was really cute. I was like, I love this story so much. It's adorable. The, the young writer, Hallie. So, like I said, the month goes by. They're back now at Bree's house for a game of cards. And then <laughs> doom, doom, doom. Well, did it side note before the doom? Because I know that we're going to doom patrol it. Wasn't it? Because I think after the doom, they don't bang anymore, right? So prior to that, 
one of the like final times that they were banging, they don't say, I don't love you. And then you get Dex's inner monologue saying, I couldn't say it because I don't want to lie. Because um, well, neither she, one of it, them well, said it. Was, it. it wasn't that he didn't want to lie, his inner monologue, because he he didn't want to do that to her because she had just came clean and expressed all of her feelings about how unloved she felt and how that's why she searches love for love in all the wrong places and whatnot. It was the moment and I was like, oh boy, here we go. This is, they're really in it now. It was part of their month long of banging. That was so cute. Anyway, sorry. Now we can go (laughs) to Doom. Their their month of banging. Their month of banging and now into Doom. Let's go to Doom. Not to be confused with June because it's not June. It's now October. Not in real life in the book. What the fuck? (laughs) Month of doom. (laughs) Month of banging turns into doom. (laughs) Doom. Okay. Doom now. Make your body go boom. Not to be confused with the movie Dune. Or the movie (laughs) Doom. Or the game Doom. Exactly. Or the last book with all the doom, doom, doom in the foreshadowing. Moving on. So Dex fucks up again and Bree pushes his buttons again about Winnie and he basically is screaming his head off in the kitchen professing his lack of love or care for her and lo and behold she sees that she's basically totally caught feelings at this point and rushes out mm-hmm. she admits those feelings for him it's like dude I, I couldn't help myself I do love you now like it is what it is and he's like I don't sorry not sorry yeah. And but he's lying. Yeah, he the, is. The we all know there. he's lying. <laughs> and and he's lying because he thinks that it's better to lie and let her leave and things mm-hmm. will be fine. Because it's like one of those, like, push the feelings away and things will be fine. Because he still doesn't believe in happily ever after at that point. And <laughs> also because he thinks because she's so young. I know my worry in there too. I was like, we're done. She's young. It's like because yeah, she's I'm so going young, to take her future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rip her future away from her. How about you let from her, her little baby bosom? Her. her little baby bosom. Okay. I'm going to feed the future. Take the future away from her instead of nurturing it from the little. He's a fucking asswipe. Okay. Moving on. She moves <laughs> to freaking New Jersey. Now she smells. Okay. So grand. Dude, I hope no one lives in Jersey that listens to this because we will become bored. If you live in New Jersey, then you know that Jersey smells different than everywhere else, okay? It just is facts. That doesn't mean all of Jersey is bad. It just smells what is, different. What is it the kids say these, day, these days? Facts. No printer. No cap. I didn't know that one. Oh, my God. I just have a fact no, part. Oh, no. It's, it's no cap. Facts. No printer. What's the printer got to do I, with anything? I don't know. I am 33 years old. I don't know what any of this means. I have a printer. Is that a problem? Does that mean I, I have no facts? I, I literally don't know what it means. Whatever. Anywho. I probably Jersey even got sounds to like a great wrong, place. I just Google don't it. like to drive through it. But I also don't like to drive through other places either. So it's not solely Jersey. It's just that's what we're talking about in this episode. Just so you know. Sorry. Well, no, sorry. All right. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Was it Jersey or was it Rhode Island? No, it's Jersey. Oh, when Why she was thinking... in, I thought she was in Rhode Island I think too. She I didn't went think to she Rhode was Island. In... I don't think it was Jersey. I'm pretty sure it was. You Rhode just Island. had like a Jersey rant for no reason. 
Is it Rhode Island this whole time? I think it, I think was so. it? Um, Why did I think she was going to Jersey? Hold on. I think it's, isn't it like Newport, Rhode Island or something? Oh no. my God. <laughs> okay. See, I have a printer, so I have no backs. Whatever. Winnie goes to Rhode Island and she moves away. And then she has to come back home like 10-ish days later to come back for the wine tasting event that she had already previously planned prior to moving that she had committed to. So she has to follow through. She's been emailing the girls because she has a good relationship with them and they, they were upset that she was leaving. So they wanted to make sure they could email her. They know she's coming. They want to make sure that they can see her. They make plans to see her for breakfast on Sunday before she leaves. Doesn't go like that. No. Winnie, Saturday night, she just has too many feelings and she cancels breakfast. She sends a text like, I don't think I can do this. Like, basically, she knows she can't see him right now where her head's at. So Dex sees her cancel breakfast and he's like, shit, fucking shit. Yeah. Which brings us to like the funniest part of the book. Okay, listen, listen, I had my own personal problem with him spelling out his shit and asking the tiny little girls in the backseat for advice. But that was only because of my own bullshit at the time. Our it was though. cute, though, because he was he turned to them and he was like, what would what would Ogre Rex do? It was adorable. I love so Ariel was being a cynical bitch, though, and she I was <laughs> and I was mad at myself that I could not enjoy it. So anyways, do you want to explain the hilarity or dispenser want to explain the hilarity? You asked Standing and on then the you lawn just with... decided to like bust No, no, no. There. I wasn't going to explain it. I was just going to say instead of like the whole your Titanic thing, it gave me on the lawn with the boombox vibes. Just saying. Man, that's what I was going to say. Because that's like the whole thing. When Ariel scene. asks yeah. and then she interrupts. <laughs> I thought you were going to just tell the story of what happened. You don't know but what's in gonna... What did we talk about assuming, Ariel? What did we say? What also can we... Well, baby, I'm sorry. You can go into this in a second. I just want to rewind a little bit. Because wasn't there a scene, I don't know if it was before she left or whatever, where he was like saying goodbye to her when they were like they were kind of arguing. And oh. he goes, I lied to you. Oh, when she came back home, she was getting the mail. This, that's oh, that's why she felt she couldn't do breakfast. That's yeah, right. because he turned around and he said, "I lied to you," and it was just be- basically insinuating that every anytime he said, "I don't love you," like he really did. Anyways, mm-hmm. continue now. Now to the scene that Ariel has decided to insert her big foot into. Yeah, situation. Th- there's honestly some build up here though, because like this whole weekend that Winnie is back. It's just like stacking on on both sides. It's like Winnie comes back to check her mail and Dex does the, when I told you that I didn't love you, I lied. And then he just walks out the door. So then it's like, okay, geez. And then Saturday comes around and Winnie runs into the girls at the salon. So she's like, oh, well, now I've seen the girls. That was the whole reason that like Sunday morning was going to happen. That's why I'll cancel. All while Dex is having a moment with his, like, childhood best friend and, like, you know, really having, like, a man-to-man talk. And he's like, you know, I I think I kind of fucked up in, like, this. I want to, like, 
make things right. And then Chip is like, well, I'm not in your head. So you got to, you know, there's somebody else that you should probably be telling this. He's like, okay, okay. And then he like gets it in his head that like breakfast will be the time and place that he lays it all out. And then on his way back from picking up his girls late, they're hopped up on sugar. They're not going to sleep anyway. So he gets that text that, oh, it's canceled. So what does he do? He panics, calls Chip. Like he's like, I need addresses. I need them now. And it's like this whole, he's losing his mind. I, and it's I need to know where her parents to... live because that's where she's staying. Yeah. Yes, that's where she's staying. And then he like rushes to the address he gets. And then like he runs out of his car, not even like checking right from wrong. And this starts blaring his love. Like, mind you, this is probably like 11, 1130 at night now, because we got to think he picked up his daughters at 1030. So it's late. It's approaching midnight. And all the lights are off. He's like, I don't care. He's texting her like, he get outside right on now. The lawn. He's like, I, He's will... Like, I will start. Yeah. yeah, I'll start pounding on doors and windows. I'll wake up everybody. And she's like, don't do that. And then he just starts like belting because she's not coming out. And like window, like lights are turning on. People are walking out. Her dad, her mom, like everybody's coming well, out. Well, before people before are... people come walking out. Just Ariel, because I think he's going to get to it. I was saying that like other cars like show up as well. Like other family members thinking that they're in trouble. And then all of a sudden, like Winnie rolls up as well. Is that like, am I missing a part here? That he's you at the yeah, so it was before, before, before people start rolling up, he's on his knees on the lawn, professing his love to her and apologizing and has this whole giant speech for like five minutes yelling at this blacked out, darkened house. And, and then... All of a sudden, there's this girl across the street on the phone. Winnie, there's this guy across the street at the neighbor's house. I think he's yelling for you. And then, like you said, people start coming out of houses. Winnie starts driving up frantically on the phone. He's got a wrong house. The dad busts out the door. What's going on here? Sorry, continue. It, it, yeah, and then Winnie like shows up, and it's the whole like spiel that he has to basically retell her everything. Like he's embarrassed <laughs> to all hell, and he has to. And then, the like, girls get keep her. chiming in. God, they're so funny. They but yeah, so funny. It, it was great to have him have to go through that huge blunder. But it was like finally he turned off that like filter that he was trying to have, and he's like, I just want to like say what i'm feeling and he didn't care but then it's like shit now i gotta go through it all again he even brings it up he's like you're gonna make me go through that whole thing again she's like well i wasn't there so and then he goes through like the whole fact that you know like he he did feel and that he was afraid to try and pull her away from her dream job and stuff and she's like well you should have just fucking said something big dummy like that kind of thing <laughs> yeah and <laughs> And it, it's funny because then her dad is like, oh, you know, this kind of feels familiar. And then goes back in the house. And he's like, well, I'll have hot chocolate and everything for everybody if you want it. They have like this big hugging, like kissing moment. And then like they go in. Yep. It was a good gesture because she even like yep. she needed the gesture because she's such a romantic and she needed something like that. And again, I like the fact that they made him not perfect 
because any other yeah. book, this would have been like the perfect moment. It would have been the correct house. He wouldn't have had like the huge blunder. But I like the fact that they continuously made <laughs> made it known he is not a perfect person. He may be hot as shit, but he is not perfect. <laughs> a real the hot ones are always the dumb ones. Then we see them fast forward to Christmas time and they get engaged. Oh, it's a year later. So they fast forward like 14 months. Mm-hmm. So basically they've been dating for like 14 months and she still lives next door, which I thought was kind of cool I that like they it. didn't just like rush into like it's realistic. living with the kids and stuff. I thought it was bad. Yeah, because most books, they're just like, we're Instant together now. In. So I liked that. And then this book had a bonus epilogue and I'm probably the only one who read it. Are you going to skip over the proposal? I oh, mean, we could also bring up the whole fact that she went back to Rhode Island, quit her dream job, came back, lined up her dream job locally because yep. like her best friend's parents went to France and she got the event Magic planner Harper. manager. Yeah, there there was a lot of good stuff. And then obviously the proposal, which I'll let you take that one away. Listen, I love a good proposal. Okay. I really do. We'll let you we'll let you go with it. Because to me, it was uh-uh. she got proposed to. That's great. So if there if you want to go into detail. <laughs> well, no. So the thing with it is it was so cute. And the only reason is I so I love a book and a proposal when because the kids so obviously love her. Mm. And so to include them in the proposal was so fucking cute i just like internally was like and it was just all three of us agree you belong in our family and then the kids are like is it is it time for us now like is is it our turn and he goes i wasn't quite done but i guess and the girls picked out the ring for her and it just they the girls kind of just explained like why they loved her and it was just it was so cute it It filled the little dead spot in my heart. It was adorable. Because these kids were such a huge part of this book. Mm -hmm. So, like, to have them also included. And they thought they orchestrated it the entire time because of the whole bewitched under thing. Oh, my God. That was so cute. And they thought that that they just sat there and twitched their nose and they went. Because that's what they decided at the very beginning is that that's what they were going to do. And they wanted that to happen. They wanted them together. They believed the bewitched comes back that. They're the ones who set them up. And it was it was so cute. Like, it was adorable. The bonus epilogue, I'm not going to get too into it then. Long story short, they just fast forward a, one more year later to Christmas again. And the girls get to open a stocking with the sonogram. And it was it was kind of cute because they were like, what is this? <laughs> they were like, kind of cloudy. And they were trying to figure out what the heck it was. And all the other little guesses were like funny. And then all of a sudden, you know, Hallie was like, Wait a second. I've seen one of these before. This was on my friend's fridge, but her mom was having a. It was Aww, a. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I like it. It was. Oh, man. So that was that was the book. Definitely probably not what we thought it was going to be. I do wish nope. that there was more firefighting in it. Yep. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention that there was only one. That there was one mention of a firefighter scene. And it was like Dex a mention. It was a, it was mention. a mention. It wasn't a scene. 
it was a mention, but it also played into the fact of like why Dex was being an extra ass like that week. That's true. And it like got piled on by Bree because like he saved kids from a burning apartment, condo, like something like that. Mm -hmm. And they were seriously injured. And then all he could think about was his own girls. So like his headspace wasn't where it should be. Like, obviously everybody was telling him you did an amazing thing. And he's like, yeah, but I'm still thinking about other things. I don't have time to think about being a hero, which everybody thought he was. But at the same time, he's just like, what if those were my girls? Am I doing enough as a father? And he started a lot of self doubt, Mm -hmm. which only got stacked on when Bree decided to dig deeper into his psyche when he's also not in a good spot. Yeah. So who was everybody's favorite character? Freddie Percury. The cat? I feel like I had to mention him at least. But no, although Dex, I'm not a big, I want to pick like a main character as like my favorite character all the time. But I would have to say that Dex hit a little too close to home. Minus his extreme lashing out, which I wasn't a fan of. But I would say that Dex was my favorite character with his, like, thought of not wanting to be his father so much that it's driving him to be a better father kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That That's kind of where I, I definitely like Dex. I think Crystal and I both have the girls for ours. The children. The children are my favorite. The but children it, are our future our future stuff anyways least favorite character i did not have one the only reason i I didn't have one is because this isn't like a book that had like a realistically someone you do i didn't really like naomi that much she did loosen up a little bit towards the end Uh, they had like conversations and stuff so maybe like she was my least favorite character but i agree with you that i don't think a lot of the side characters were fleshed out enough to have least favorite characters but if I had to pick somebody, I would probably, yeah, pick Naomi or even maybe Brie because she wasn't like fleshed up. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't fleshed out enough to know their dynamic enough to know why she was constantly every single time that she got to spend time with her her brother. And it didn't even seem like she got to see the girls that much. Mm-hmm. And instead, she just constantly was like skinning him alive. Yeah. Which I get it being a sister to him and pushing him to be better, but Mm -hmm. we didn't get to see a good relationship between them in addition to that, like in balance. Yeah, I'd say Brie is my least favorite just because I understand pushing buttons. I really do. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that I know Dex like brought it up and said, oh, she just knows. Yeah, she just knows how to push my buttons. It's fine. It's like the buttons she's pushing and the... And when. yeah, when was this very poor timing? I understand that you can bring like some stuff up, but like around that many people and you know how he's going to act. I thought it was just in poor taste. Yeah, I agree. That should have been like a private conversation. Yeah. How about everybody's ratings? What did Amazon give it? So Amazon gives it a 4.5 and Goodreads gives it a 4.12. I give it a 3.5. Yep. I'll give it a 4. Ariel, I also wrote down a 3.5. That is a first. I love <laughs> um, that for us. I wish some parts were more fleshed out. I wish they didn't mention mm-hmm. her age so pink. Oh, that was like a whole point for me. Jeez. Uh, I, you know, Dex did a lot of dumb, dumb, dumb shit. But 
overall, I, I liked it. It was cute. It's right up my alley as far as rom-commy. I love a rom-com anyways. It's one of my favorites. This definitely fit relatively the format of a rom-com that I like. Like I said, I do really, really enjoy that they didn't make Dex out to be this perfect specimen of a human and that he had a lot of flaws. And he they humanized him, basically, instead of the typical macho, macho man. He fit more of a realistic Ch- man. man. More of a realistic man than, like, a fantasy book boyfriend person. He was real, which was nice. Cucumbers, Ariel. Yours oh. is going to be low. I already know it. I just didn't think about it yet. Oh, <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, crap, I forgot. Go without me while I think. I was going to go with like a 6.5. I wish there was more and longer scenes, I guess. It's definitely more than the previous book that we read with Spencer. Yeah. There I didn't feel like when they faded to black that it was necessarily out of taste, like because of like where they were doing things and when and how they were I mean, they gave the enough. They gave more description than we were going to do this. And then like next scene, oh, well, that was great. So, like, it definitely, they had more description in it. I would probably give it a four or a five. There wasn't anything exciting. There wasn't, like, a ton of things. There Ariel wasn't just anything. wanted, Ariel really wanted the cake. I'm rating it on a scale of, like, spicy books. Like, it was mild. It wasn't anything to write home about. Like, there were a couple scenes, but it wasn't anything. It's not like he did anything extra dirty or she did anything. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it is what it is. I wouldn't say it was yeah. super. I'd, I'd say four to five. It's it's definitely low because it felt like another book where they probably had more opportunity to add more smut in, but it just, it felt more rom-commy, which is fine. Yeah. But like they, they could have tastefully added more smut into it and I think gotten away with it. And I've read And not only that, but that it's before. okay for a book of this nature or any nature, or to have a lower rating the ratings aren't necessarily not every book is striving to be a 10 cucumber rating i haven't had it's one yet. we're we've had close we're rating based on how spicy the book is not how good it, you know it's just this was a lower spiced book it's not bad it's just is just is it is what thank it you. is thank you and good night Overall, like, look at that. See, I really do wish that this had been our first book with Spencer instead of our second Gotten his dipping his toes in the water, ass in the sand, while he's reading his smut (laughs) and it in his hand. You're not just kidding. You you sang that with your whole soul, man. Whole soul. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, that was another another special with a person. With a people. What was that, baby? What, what? So the width of people. With a people. With a people. Yay. So now is the question. Now that you've read something that was kind of super rom com would you be willing to read again is the question number one. I mean, if time permits, yes. I would probably just do another like procrastination. Right. But number two is... Do we want to break you? I was going to say, do you want to escalate things and bring it up a notch? I mean, or it's just a book. content <laughs> in your little waiting pool i mean i'm fine with whatever i thought it would like you just randomly pick something and then next thing you know here we are so that was my thought process too is if he agreed that he is cool to like step out of the waiting pool we won't it. give you a choice and we're just yeah. gonna pick one. and I mean, if we fine. break you we break you and i'm sorry about that do you want uh, to choose his torture 
Oh, boy. Yes. You're a sadistic bitch. He dates me. We, we will reconvene to discuss without you and let you know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I mean, but I did say I'm down for whatever, so. I know. Yeah. Baby, I appreciate you coming on and me waking well, you up early enough so that you could do this and making you read this book. And we're going to break you for the next one. So Ariel breaks me every other week. So she, she has to pass on the torture. <laughs> we are dismissed. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. You can go do things now.